This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends 2-19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts.
Listen on your favourite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like. Quite Chris. All right, how the devil are we all? Good evening. Welcome along to Sloppy Seconds, which hopefully won't be as sloppy as this time last night. Um, yeah, I think uh, never quite worked out where that went. But if you do like a banter show, please go on to Let It On ITV on YouTube. Look, it's on the latest shows, Chat Shit Get Banged. Um, it was a bit different. Let me just say that. Uh, this is Letter to Light ITV. Thank you for watching. If you are, if you're not watching via YouTube, please get over to YouTube and do what it says just below there. Give us a subscribe. And other thing I would ask you to do, and the details are all in the uh, description below on YouTube, is please support our sponsors. Leicester lead again. The goals are flowing here now. The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. do support them uh five percent discount if you are a gold member on this channel uh there's bronze silver and gold um but if you're a gold member you get five percent off any leisure wear bearing the lester till i die brand as on www.lestertillidie.com you can get a 10 percent discount off all your gaming accessories at faithful grips it does sound i know like a bit of an ann summers uh, break off page but faithfulgrips.co.uk and quote though there's a there's a code below. If you quote it, uh, you will get 10% discount. Uh, intro and outro videos, if you like them, and if you want one made for your own channel, $6, which is about $4.95 at introchamp.com and freeretro.com uh, for the best football retro shirts and leisure wear. A load of Admiral stuff on there, which are brilliant for both club and country, and that's freeretro.com. Give them a support. Um, I mean, Facebook user here, obviously, the well, we'll come to you in a second, Facebook user. Let's get my guests in, first of all. The fact that I was thinking about this man at one o'clock in the morning, please do not read anything into that. Um, no, just don't read anything into it. Brad, good evening. How are you? Disturbed. I'm disturbed. <laughs> no, um, I'm all right, man. when you popped into my mind? Well, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. We'll, we'll just we'll leave we'll leave that topic of discussion there. Well, I mean, I should explain actually, guys, uh, that if you if you're watching Brad's channel last night, a matter of opinion, you did a great show about conspiracy theories. Um, yeah, we did. It was a really good show. There was a lot that came from it. <laughs> so it actually ended up leading to a decision being made that they wanted more conspiracy theories. So we'll be doing a movie. Conspiracy theory in the next couple of weeks on our channel as well. Probably. So, and really what, work. What is that channel, sir? Uh, a matter of opinion. Uh, it's on. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can search, search it, and you'll find it. And if you go on my Twitter, 
at Full Time Focus. Give me a follow. The links in my bio to it. Yeah, it was really fun, really interactive. I, I actually heard someone I'd never heard of before. Um, well, I wanted to it. listen to it so much, so I'm going to go back and watch it because I do love a good conspiracy theory, which is why at one o'clock this morning when I couldn't sleep, it popped up on the Yesterday channel that the fake, the moon landings were fake and you popped into my head. I'm sorry, I know it's not, it's a, it's a scary thought because I was in bed, but, and it scared me the fact that you were the first thing that popped up. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Uh, what I love about it is you, you watch these things, it's all new information, and it's nothing's new, and you finish the program thinking you're still none the wiser. Still yeah. the wiser. Yeah. But this gentleman had a, had did have a um conspiracy, and I think he was just trying to sort of cover himself because he said, as you get older, your nose grows and your penis shrinks. Now I must admit. I have had the complete opposite problem, but apparently I think Anthony's just tried to cover himself there. Good evening, Anthony. Are you Chris? You're right, Brad. Is yeah, it not I'm the right, cold right. weather? Well, no, it's just a conspiracy thing that I was taught when I was younger. I think it might have been from my uncle or something. He did say your nose gets bigger and your penis gets smaller. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think if an uncle's talking to you like that, mate, you maybe needed to have locked your door at night. Yeah, maybe. Welcome, welcome along. Is it Uncle Jimmy? Now then, now then. Now, how can people find you, uh, Anthony? Okay, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at my name, Anthony Herbert. You can find me on SVT TV, Football United TV, and Leicester Till I Die. And Indeed. if you want kids likes and subscribe, make sure you do because Chris does a good job, and it's not just on the uh, the channel; it's all the um, what he does in the background and all the efforts and everything that goes into this as well. So, you are too kind, sir. You are too kind. Thank you very That's much. That's all right. I hope the checks in the post. <laughs> My God, that's showing your age, isn't it? <laughs> the the the, the uh, payment is in the PayPal outbox. That's what we should be saying. Oh, that'd be right. But links to both these guys' channels and and, and their own um, socials are in the description below. So it's the debate show. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock, and we are talking about football players. Now, the reason that I thought I. It's been, I mean, it comes up every season, this. You know, we always say, like, are the footballers playing too much? You know, there are too many games. And then, you know, the teams take the players over to uh, <laughs> Thailand or somewhere to play. I mean, first of all, come to you first, Brad. Do you think there's too many games uh, played by the players? No, but I do think the organisation in the manner and the compact of what they're played at at certain points of the season is is probably wrong. I mean, you you, you know, the European competitions, these cup competitions, they've been around for many a year now. Many many a generation have seen them, so it's not like it's something new to football that they played these games. In fact, the Premiership, I believe, started at twenty four, didn't it? And it's done, you know, all twenty two. They got cut the number, so they're yeah. playing less opposition in the league. Um, but through the years, the rules have changed to allow more teams to have more games. I don't think it's a bad thing that they're playing the games, the amount they're playing. But this Christmas thing is is all is as obvious as it is it's ever going to be. It's a money thing and it's wrong for football because that's where all the issues come with football teams and injuries and and problems. Oh yeah, but but Anthony, do you not think that, or, or should I call you Angela? 
Um, is it um, the World Cup? I mean, that's taking is it six weeks out of the season, so we've got to start the season earlier. So that means we've got less. The players have got less of the summer break, and we're, we're playing a little bit later. Not, not a great deal, and we've obviously got that break. We, we, we finished the World Cup on, I think, something like the 18th, and we're back playing on the 26th. Yeah, it's, um, it, it's the way they've done it. I mean, to be honest with you, having the World Cup in, you know, in bloody cold weather over here in the winter is just a, is a totally different ball game in it altogether. So, mm. um, I've got to be honest with you, people say, is there too many games being played? Uh some people will most probably say yeah. Some people will say no. I mean, the people that say no would like to see football and, and more of it. You know, that's, that, that's a fact. Um, I think regarding the the games, um, I think there is enough games being played, to be honest with you. I, I, I do. I think there's enough. I, I wouldn't want any more because, to be honest with you, is what are they going to come out with next? I mean, you've got a Champions League. You've got Europa League. Now you've got Europa Conference League. Now, they're going to make something else up as well, despite our FA Cups and Carabao Cup games as well, you know. Yeah. Plus 38 games in the league. So, you know, it is... Um, I, th- I think, you know, I think it's just the right you know, amount of games that's, that's, that's being played. Because it's like what Brad was saying and you were saying yourselves, you know, as you go further on into the, uh, the season, especially this season when we got the World Cup, it's more likely our players will get injured, you know, mm. and obviously that's less players playing obviously in your team and in vital games. So, I mean, if that's the case, then I mean, surely if it's like, um, they always say 25 man, um, per team, 25 man squad. I think that, I think they'll have to hook that really. I, I think they do because you're playing too, you're playing too many games. I think the champions league game, uh, if I can say this, I think, I think is in the title. You know, you win the league, mm. you go into the Champions League. Um, that's, that is indeed, I, I would agree with you. Um, and that, that that could be another full show just talking about that. But, yeah. Brad, I mean, we, you know, you, the gentleman, I don't know if this was Terry or not. Uh, I mean, Terry was in late uh, in after this as Facebook, but it doesn't affect us in as we fail to qualify for Europe. But it does because we still got those World Cup games and all right, you could say, well, Madison's not playing now, Vardy's not playing now, but the, the the squads are so diverse. You know, we used to have Chris Wood, who was in New Zealand, who used to have to fly halfway around the world to play games. Now we've got, you know, how many African players in there? You know, we're buying them because they're good, but then obviously we're going to be losing them to, uh, to, to, to friendlies, to internationals, and obviously to the World Cup. Yeah, but nothing comes without a cost. Nothing good comes without a cost, and it's whether you like it or not. If you, you know, you can build success. I mean, we 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 ironically proved that. We you'd say we still had some internationals in the squad that did it, but the great escape in the Premier League win. And I know people go, "Oh, you refer to that." Well, obviously, we refer to that. So I know the best about the best knowledge, but you can do it on limited quality and international talents, but. You want to make continued success. You have to go out and pay these 40, 50 millions. You have to go out there and, you know, spend money on someone who's going to be an international star for their country and is going to go away on tournaments. It's it's part and parcel of football. So 
and it's been that way for a long time. You know, that, that's what comes with the job. If you want to be, if you want to maintain your success, the joys of the Premier League is, is whether it's fair or not, or how the clubs are spending the money and getting the money in. You know, that's what you're doing to stay in the Premier League and be successful. These players I mean, are going to go on international duty and, and that. Yeah, I'm going to stick with you, Brad, because I want to bring a point yeah. up that, that Terry made. And <laughs> would making the squads bigger? I mean, you know, 25-man squad. We saw last season. All right, I mean, well, I don't know. COVID's coming back this week, isn't it, apparently? Uh, I mean, do we need to increase those squads? Because... You know, we've we've all got other you know players that you could normally bring in, but we weren't we weren't allowed to. We could for the FA Cup, but we couldn't for the Premier League. Does that need expanding? I mean, there's no reason why not. If you're allowing five clubs now, surely you're allowed yeah. an extra few bodies on the bench because what what was the bench at already? What seven? Is it seven man bench you can name? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. So yes. you're saying you can name seven players, but only made three subs. Well, now you're going to have a set... I mean, unless someone's going to tell me that is the case, but I'm guessing it's still seven subs, but you, you can... No, sorry, seven bench players and five subs can be made from next season. this season. Am I yeah. correct? This season it's coming. Yeah. So surely then you could make that alternative and then the stretch on the squad's not so good. It, you know, that does... It's beneficial, isn't it? Youth players yeah. come through, they get the experience. Whether they're going to get picked or not, it's a different story. But we've seen with the way we've developed youth and other clubs that have been successful with their youth players. Not Chelsea loaning out 400, you know, like, you know, loaning out of 300 like it's Sparta. But, you know, you, you you take them on a European game because you can allocate more to the bench. You can, you know, you're not going to use four players, you know, four out of seven, so it's physically impossible. If you have a bench of 10, you know, you're only going to use five of them. You can get these yeah. youth players to experience a match day. That would be a good example to help the situation if people are worried with how it's going in terms of injury over Christmas period. I mean, last year, uh, sorry, I will come to you again in a second, Anthony, but I'm using Leicester as an example. So Brad, Brad can come back uh, um, knowing what I'm talking about. In Europe, we had, we, again, we, you know, we weren't allowed to pick Mendy because he wasn't in, you know, in the squad. And some games, we either A didn't have a full bench, like you say, and half I think it was about three or four games we actually had two bloody goalkeepers on the bench. Uh, you know, you, I think he was going to bring you Pukovic on as bloody <laughs> striker up and play alongside Vardy. Yeah, but let's be honest, I think Brendan Rogers maybe takes the blame for that, or maybe there was a really good reason for it. That's the only thing you'll know about what Mendy. Um, why Mendy wasn't registered because he had the opportunity to and I believe you get the opportunity after getting out of the groups to register and they, he still didn't change anything from registration so whether it was a, a fault by Brendan and he didn't realise he the farmer back in didn't he that was why yeah. there was no Mendy yeah. yeah so but he still didn't bring Mendy in then and Mendy I think then only just started to get into the team because there was an injury or something happened and he had to play and he finally showed something worth sticking by but in Brendan's eyes and weird sort of way. I know what we said about well, it, was just, it was just the fact that, yeah, in, yeah. You know, in the Premier League, he brought him in back in in January when, you know, you can redo it because indeed he was out for the rest of the season. Um, yeah. You said about, about squad size and Anthony, Brad touched on it then and, and I, I, I had... I had this joke with we all know Nip and he's a big Chelsea fan. I was on I was on a Spurs channel having a chat and he was on, and he actually sat there and complained 
that Chelsea's squad, they struggled this season because Chelsea's squad was so small. Now, there's no way, A, that if you're one of the top six clubs, that you should ever use that as an excuse. And B, how many players have they got out on loan that they can increase the squad by very easily? Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, what Nippon said, he's, he's, I can sort of understand where he was saying, because being an Arsenal fan myself, I mean, last season, I mean, look at that. I mean, we, we got rid of a, a Banyang, we, did, we didn't uh, place him. Um, there was loads of players going out on loan, like Maitland-Niles and, you know, and Torreira and all this and that. And we had a really thin squad. And, you know, I think if we if we had um, just like one player right injured, where we was playing and winning games, you only want one player and that causes that weakness in that certain area of the pitch. So, I mean, that's that's what happened with us every now and then. This was why we were sort of like... But weren't weren't I'm you not... short of one player? Uh, I think it was a midfielder. But you'd you'd loaned a midfielder out. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think oh, who was that? Like, like I say, I mean, if you've got these, like, like I say, with Chelsea, how many loan players have they got out? You know, the squad yeah. is is big enough. But the, the question yeah. is, and James has just brought this up, and I'm, I'm glad he has because it, it's on. You know, one of the big questions that I wanted to ask. When we're talking about friendlies and we're talking about football, you know, international friendlies now, yeah, you've got basically you had pointless games. And I think for me, I think Sven ruined it friendlies for me because I think it was Australia we played once and we literally ended up with a different 11 yeah. to the side that started the game. And what you can see in a player in 45 minutes, I don't know. But we played our last league game, um, and I'll come to you with this one first, Brad, and then say the same question will be coming to you, Anthony. We played our last league game on the 22nd of May. Okay, the Nations League has got rid of the meaningless friendlies because it is better, I do honestly think, that England are playing friendlies against the likes of Italy and Germany rather than San Marino and Moldova and what have you, or North Macedonia, sorry to mention them. But we finished on the 22nd of May and within, um, well, 14th of June, so within three weeks, let's say, we those players were back on the pitch again trying to sort of play. And they played on the 14th of June. Well, they actually know the sorry, they get 7th of June. Sorry, so it was actually two weeks. 7th of June was the Italy game. And we then played um, on the 11th and the 14th as well. I mean, on the 4th, sorry, I'm going back. I've got them written the wrong way around here. I've started at the newest to come back. So the finished last game, 22nd of May, first Nations League game, the 4th of June. That's where it gets ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it does, really. I mean, I. I get what you mean by saying it's nice to see them playing a competitive game against stronger opposition and that stronger opposition showing us how to play football a bit better because that's how it's been going for us in that, that competition. But here's just a wild idea. First time ever you've forced the hand to play the World Cup during an actual season. Mm-hmm. Considering everything that's gone on in the last three or four years, um, around the world I might give them a break I might just not have the Nations League 
like knock it on the head because mm. you know we forget that they went through being in a bubble, self isolating, you know, playing in front of plastic seats, you know, and maybe we could have just not had this tournament. Maybe we need to get maybe the reason we're given the injuries isn't because they're playing too much competitive football, it's because they're playing pointless football in between yeah. and then they're coming back for the friendlies but they don't actually need the friendlies the 80% of most squads will probably not really care too much for friendlies because they'll already have the players match fit because they haven't had a break well these players come back and have an extra two weeks off and maybe we should just having said that that does give Man City obviously a bit of advantage because they're used to playing to empty seats anyway but well yeah <laughs> boom <laughs> so I get that in the is it Exactly, that's the one. That's the one. But I mean, Anthony, a very good again. Some very good points being made, and I, 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 I just don't think that as an England manager, you would learn anything from going and playing San Marino and beating them nine nil in a friendly. You're going to learn more when you are playing Germany and Italy. But so I get, I get that that we should be playing those sort of games. We'll learn more. We'll find out more about our weaknesses. You're not going to say, I don't think you're going to learn anything when you play San Marino or or, club, or teams like that. But it's just the fact, as Brad said, you know, two-week gap from finishing a 38-week season when they've been off with COVID, a lot of players, they weren't 100%. And I was actually quite relieved when Madison, I was disappointed for him, but quite relieved when Madison wasn't picked. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, let's, let's, let's go to this uh, tournament now. I mean, to be honest with you, I would personally myself, you know, I'm not a Leicester fan, but it would be nice to see Madison play in the England, uh, you know, in the England team. Um, but that that's your point of this tournament. It's like, why didn't he play pick players like that, like Madison in midfield, you know, and, and other players that you feel that should be in the England team and it's not being picked. No, but that, that's another argument in fairness as to who's in the team. It's the fact yeah. that we're playing those games. As Brad said, could we have just not said no Nations League this season? You know, the Nations League is either split over four years. So whenever we would normally play a friendly, we'd play those games or do it every third year when there's no Euros or no World Cup. Yeah, I just think it comes into it, Chris, to be honest with you. It's like we're at the end of the season. I mean, you get you, you, you finish at the end of the season, you've got to wait months, haven't you? To start the season back up again, you know, the following season. And this is like people like us, but we're like, we're twiddling our thumbs. We're like, well, what are we going to do now? The football season's finished. We've got to wait till next season. So this is the reason why I think they bring in these competitions, you know, slightly. And obviously it, is, it involves a little bit of this as well. Um, but yeah. I mean, going back to what I was saying, I mean, you know, it, it's nice to, you know, see different players, like English players playing for the country. It's like what I was saying with Madison, put him in, you know, put a few other players in that should be, you know, get maybe you get still, you're still ending up, We still end up with tired players just from a different team. Yeah. But it still, it still makes fair. Madison just as tired, does it not, Brad, as it does Harry Kane? Well, no, What's it would do, but. But what I'm trying to say is it gives Madison an opportunity for the, when the World Cup comes up, yeah, it'd be a good opportunity for him to be selected into that World Cup. Yeah, well, I, no, would I, I would agree with you on that. But then that, as I say, isn't the argument that we're, we're talking about as to who should be in the team. 
Um, I mean, the September we're going to have, we're going to basically kick off on the 5th of August. Sort of six weeks later, we're playing more international friendly nation league games. We've got nation league games coming up right on the 23rd and the 29th. So it's not just the fact that we're just playing one game, we're playing tournament football in the middle of the bloody season. Yeah, it's just get it's just playing football for the sake of playing football. And yeah, so the thing is, I'm 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 fine with the Nations League in the sense of I understand why they'd want to play it because I can say yes, there is <clears throat> we are because of the Euros and because of the World Cup, we are used to players maybe getting a couple of weeks off, gonna play football, come back, they get an extended holiday from the respective clubs, and <clears throat> They, they they get into the integrate into the back end of pre season the way they do it, mm. but for me I just think the only reason I wouldn't have any tournament this year is because look at the effect it's had. Bring it back, you know mm. when we've not got to work up. But we're not just talking like they're filling the summer void, Anthony. They, they they've had to do that to compensate for the fact that we've got to play a World Cup in November, and now there's more national. Nations League, there's, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Squeezing, you know what? Sque- squeezing two games, two two games. Put a, a week game and a midweek game, and instead of them, play them instead. We get a good chunk of the season, and then you can do you you can have this tournament run. You can give them a, um, a, a gracing period. Would it be when they come back? So we're not instantly mm-hmm. playing a game after the tournament ends. And these players can have the, the break. You're fueled up on football, then that's your day. You don't need to be playing the Nations League game. You can continue this league and, and, and still get the season out of it because you give the players a break afterwards. We have to remember we're dealing with humans. I don't think football is the issue in, issue in terms of how many games we're playing. I think the issue lies outside what they're doing to get these games. It's like you're just playing football for the sake of it. I, t- I mean, I tend to agree with that. Um, Anthony, and let's be honest with you. I'm pinching your catchphrase there. Let's be honest with you. Every two years, you know, if we can't if we can't last six weeks without football, then I mean, there's something wrong. And there's always some football going on. That you, I mean, this season now we've got the Euros, the ladies' Euros next season. I tell you what, they'll probably put up a better fight than we've seen from England in the last few games. The men. But you know, we we we've had every two years we you know we had to go through the summer with no with no football. And and you know, when you look at those results, Hungary beat us one nil. We drew with Italy and Germany, and then you know, Hungary beat us four nil. Does that not sort of say that these players are just absolutely totally knackered? Yes, in one way, yeah. Because obviously it's like what Brad was saying, you, you know. Obviously, you come out of a thirty-eight game season. Then if you're then if you're playing in the top like six, you're playing in all of your European games as well, right? And then obviously you're being selected for England. Then it's just a total of knacker. But this is what I was saying about you know it'd be nice to rotate these players in each game, like you know sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. It's just um, it, it is. Sometimes, but I, I always find when, when is England playing, I sometimes find it sometimes is a waste of opportunity. It's like, well, why why have they why have they put it on? Why 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 are they playing? It's like the friend is in um, you know, in the midweek, you know, so there's no football, 
um, in the middle of the week and the weekend because England's got two friendlies. And that always happens at the beginning part of the season. You think, well, why yeah. the bloody hell is England playing a friendly? You know, this is and the totally, Premier League. Totally. The, you know, we, we kick off normally within a couple of weeks. We've got some friendlies. And I get here that the national teams do have to sort of get together and have a play together and, and et cetera, et cetera. But I just feel that, you know, there's... And, and I say, the clubs are their own worst enemies, I think, Brad, because like you say... You argue, say, look, there's too many games, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll jet them off to Australia, like I say, or Thailand. Chelsea are playing Man United in a in a Japanese cup or something like that. Ridiculous like that. Um, and so they're their own worst enemies, aren't they? But everybody's saying about players being tired, that's when they get the injuries. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That is when they're getting the injuries. And it's... It's just, it's just one of the things. Obviously, I mean, there's so many conjoining factors behind it. And like I said, playing, playing, like Anthony said, there, playing actually. If you if you put just say a couple of games run together in the FA Cup and the League Cup, and you go as far as Leicester did in in the European Cup, mm. and you play for a for a nation that does fairly well in the European tournament. You know, say quarter final sort of stage, and you and you're you're a mainstay in their team. You're looking that you're going to get 14 days to recover from probably playing what 60, 70 games. Well, let let I actually work this out earlier. You're going to play as a top flight professional up to well, I mean, obviously, you know, there may be club rotation here or whatever, but you could probably play 38 games in a yeah. season. Coca-Cola Cup, or sorry, Coca-Cola, Caribou Cup, when we, you know, not, not from the start, because obviously we join later, that's an extra seven games, because we've got a two-legged semi-final. Why the fuck have we got a two-legged semi-final? All the way to the FA Cup, that's another six games. So without having actual replays, that's 51 games. 51. Now then in the World Cup, you could play seven games. Right, so all the, all if you've got players in any team that's qualified for the World Cup, and if you get teams that aren't haven't qualified, will probably be playing friendlies as well. That's an extra seven games, and we haven't even touched on the Conference Europa or Champions League, Brad. Like you said, I know, I know, but let me let me let you in on a little secret here. This is this is the, the you know this, this is the Goalkeepers Union. Well, yeah, no, 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 it's not that. It's not that meeting. You've just click something in my head and we're all talking about how many games they're playing now but back in the 19 back in 1996 97 we potentially could have played more games than we played in this campaign this year and that might sound daft but let me tell you why we're obviously in the FA Cup as we always are the league teams were still the same in the Premier League as they were then we won the League Cup that year you know, that's a trophy. I know it's been a while for us, but it's a shiny thing with a crown on it. Sorry, Anthony, I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. Um, but we also went into the UEFA Cup, weren't we? Did, you know, if you say the year after that, we then the UEFA Cup. So that was probably the better season when we were in it. Now, had yeah. we qualified, we'd obviously played the group games. But the League Cup, in the early, all the way through the stages, and someone might correct me if I'm wrong, also home and away legs. So we're actually played more games back then. A good team consistently going all the way through would have played first and second round ties 
in the first and second rounds of the couple way through to the quarterfinals and semi-finals. So, are we under an illusion? Is the you know this is what I mean by saying is the problem actually not football? It's looking worse because we're cramming it all together. But actually, realistically, they they used to cope with more games, with more and qualifying. You, you you yeah. I mean, it's a good is a is a is a fair point. But Anthony, you know, those same players would be smoking twenty a day. Would be down in pints <laughs> an hour before. Oh, I mean, yeah, tell me about it. I mean, but, yeah, I can remember. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the film The Damned United, and you've got Brian Clough when he was at Derby and yeah. leads were coming, and he was in the changing room, the away changing room, polishing the ashtrays and was putting an ashtray next to each player's, you know, towel yeah. and space. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, we, we know Steve Leinick said when Jock Wallace was giving his team talk, our goalie, Mark Wallington, was sat on the shitter having a fang. So, I mean, it is a completely different game yeah. now, isn't it? Well, it is a different game, yeah. I mean, you go back, it's like what you said, going back years ago. I mean, look at that uh, Italian striker, Gianluca Viale. Blimey, he used to smoke 20 a day. Hmm. And look how he, when he came to the Premier League and played for Chelsea, look at the goals he, he scored, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's totally different. And it's like, uh, you know, at half time, it was like a cup of tea and a bloody slice of toast, wasn't it? So, <laughs> do, do you know what Every I mean? Every time I hear it, I think of Razor Ruddock when I hear someone mention like smoking fags and drinking a beer or something football. Because so you see, he's always doing something like that. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, I'll but, stick with you. This this is your brother. I disagree with the break and amount of games they played. I worked all week, um, ate loads of junk food, and still played on a Saturday afternoon. And I was only on minimum wage. I mean, that, that's the you argument know, that's always thrown up. The truth but, is, when we played together, right? We he played right back and I played right wing. Right? So I was in front of him. And this is a true story, right? It was halftime and um, we used to have like um, an orange at halftime. And our manager said, get your sugar in because you need your sugar for halftime to go out playing to the second half. That's what our manager used to say to us. Go, all right then. And... We're at halftime, we're there eating our oranges and chatting. Somebody goes, Ant, where's your brother, Rich? And we, I look down, he's down by the other um, goal mate. He's eating a bloody pack of jam donuts at halftime. Right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> what are you doing, Rich? That, that goalkeeper that ate the pies that, you know, when he was... Well, the manager said we had sugar. So he's there with a pack of bloody jam donuts. Five <laughs> minutes into the second half, he's fucked. <laughs> so I'm covering right wing and right back at the same. We had no subs that game. I think Richard, I think you just had two arguments shot down there. But I think the other thing as well is, in fairness, a I don't know what you what what his job was. Um, if it was down the pits or something like that, I apologise. But it probably wasn't that you know like playing a couple of games midweek. And I, I and in all fairness, probably the game we played on Saturday. Was a little bit easier than probably playing a, a Premier League or a Championship game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I tell you, but, but I just let, let me come on to the point. Terry's come and gone, so thank you very much uh, for popping in, um, Richard. Uh, and all smiles there for you, uh, Chris. Yeah. Evening, lads. Hope you're hope, hope you're well. Poor footballers these days. Uh, obviously, sarcasm. Um, I was going to say, Brad, and I forgot what I was going to say now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, 
I mean, let's have a look at the game. The games they're playing there. Okay, it's not a big difference. Is the Coca-Cola, not the six eight Coca-Cola, it has been the Coca-Cola, Worthington, milk, yeah. everything. Yeah. Is the, and we'll, I'll come to you again and answer with the same question afterwards, but is the Caribou Cup, do we need that? Let's be honest yeah. with you. No, but when we were winning it back under Martin O'Neill, the big boys weren't even taking it seriously. I don't care. It's all right to win it. Get to European football. There is clubs out there that have to wait and hope and pray are exactly like we would have done, mate, and like we did during that season, that they can somehow break the wall of the big six. Because if not, the, the odds of them winning anything of major talking point isn't going to happen. Yeah, we've seen some glamorous ways into that cup. Some of some we probably gained so many fans from our trip to getting into Europe the first time we did it when we won the League Cup. You know the story told by our by our owner. You know about how he saw the Middlesbrough Cup final on that. Yeah. Uh, what's that telling the fans and for that? If if I was playing uh, anywhere, anywhere that could be Huddersfield, whatever, and I was a professional footballer and we was in the Carabao Cup. I'd be going out there to win it. I'd want to win it. And I wouldn't mind if Leicester won it this season. I really wouldn't because there's another trophy in the cabinet. Why should you ever get bored of seeing reward for your hard work? Well, I, I suppose Tottenham could get bored. Well, yeah, Tottenham would love one because it's the last thing they took in the silverware table, isn't it? Anthony, just to sidetrack, Anthony, what team does Richard support? He's Man United in Bristol City. Man United. Well, he's just saying here it's designed for clubs like Leicester City to get a day out at Wembley. When was your last day out at Wembley, Richard? <laughs> <laughs> how, 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 how did last season go for you exactly? Do do tell me because you had a great season, I believe. You sacked a manager midway through and ended up worse off than where where he was when he was manager. But hey, well done, mate. Well done, Richard. <laughs> Coming back to you though, Brad. Yes, there's a chance of Europe at the end of it. Um, but that means that we're losing the place in the league anyway. If we didn't have no, to play yeah, but... in the league. But then, to yeah. say, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cup. We can win the cup. Well, let's extend the Papa John's to, to the Premier League as well, because that's a cup we could win. No, that, that's a cup of development. You've seen that being put in a place. And it is helped to success for the young clubs. And it does help. It has helped expand... And give extra purpose to the under 23s for anybody yeah. to put into. I think it's great experience for them to see as a cohesive unit how they go against it. So I actually think it's ideal for the reserve for Papa John's. But okay, maybe Leicester, so let's say Leicester did win it, but they finished six, so it didn't really matter that they won it. Why don't you then do the same thing as you do to like, what is it, the community, the, the English Super Cup? Sorry, Chris, I'll give it its proper term for you, where it's like if you won the league and the FA Cup second place would take the spot or Europe's done the mm. same isn't it yeah. why don't you do the same thing if you're if you've got to the final and the league dictates it I don't know maybe it's a bad idea it's, you know but it's still an achievement nonetheless to go well mm. we finished it and got silverware to back it up and prove how we did it you know it just proves that you had a really good season I mean that but if we haven't know, got that cup to play in for example would we have had less injuries and therefore would we have maybe done better in Europe and won yeah, that trophy instead of the League Cup? 
Yeah, but if and some buts, it, 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 any it, argument is that, isn't it? Really? You yeah. Know? But no, and I get it, but we wouldn't yeah. be sat here. We wouldn't sat here saying that the Europa Conference League is a bag of Mickey Mouse rusted metal thrown together for a tournament if we'd have won it and got her in Europe that way because we had a season that when it when, when when we had the players and they were back fully fit, we saw with the how our back end of the season went, didn't it? That it became mm. a good end season. We could see that it had we had that maybe over the stretch of the season, we might not have done as badly as we had when we had that spell in the middle of the season. And if we'd have gotten won the Euro, Europa Conference League, we would be calling it the best thing in the side spread because we didn't get it in the league position. You know, and if you're mm-hmm. look at Brighton, if they it, Brighton, Wolves, and West Ham are the three clubs that maybe want to look at that competition and really go for that, and I fancy one of them to probably win it because I think a team like that could make a mark getting Europe that way, and, mm-hmm. and that's how they keep progressing. It's well, you it's get, that, get that via the league, you get that via your normal thirty-eight games. Which yeah, I'm going to actually um, take uh, take play. <laughs> do you know this? Uh, take what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, not Umbridge, but I'm going to sort of quiz you. It, it went well. Ronaldo came back and scored more than Vardy at 38. I think you'll find, I don't know if you've <laughs> the figures or not there, but I'm pretty confident that last season, Vardy actually got as many, in fact, he was top of the goals per game. He was equal top. Now, who that was with, I don't know, but he you know he, he was still top for the number of games he he actually played because he was out for half the season which i don't think ronaldo was i'm just admit, in fairness i've said this before Weldon ronaldo he, he's a great player he, i mean he just so much for charity it's untrue i mean let's be honest with you he, he's doing charity work at man united now isn't he keeping them afloat on his own um, but i'm going to go to you anthony with the same argument and we jest we do jest richard it's all banter um get rid of the caribou cup what are your thoughts because for many many years arsene wenger just used to put the, the kids out in it. He couldn't even be bothered to, to until unless he got to a final or something. He wasn't interested in it. Yeah, he did, yeah. He put the reserves out and sometimes the reserves done quite well. You know, obviously they got to the um semi-finals, stroke finals, you know, when we had that final against Chelsea and we lost against them. Um to be honest with you, I'll keep I'll keep it in, Chris, because it's a trophy that we've always known for years, isn't it? You know? Um but maybe if you want to it changed his name every couple of years. You know, yeah. it was the milk cup for God's sake for two or three years. You know, yeah. And had you ever heard of caribou drinks before the, this? And I still can't. I've never seen one on any shelves or anything. You know, no, I, I have seen a few on the shelves, but no, I've never, I've never been. Uh, you know, I still call it the Coca Cola Cup. Oh, I, well, I have done twice tonight. Yeah, you know? yeah, I still I call just it the Coca Cola Cup. I mean, I, I, we keep it. Let, let's maybe let's join it the, the, the round after maybe. Why do we need two send you know two a semi final either you know two two legged semi final? Yeah, I, I don't I don't think we need to. I just think it's just play. I I think uh, with a semi final, I think it should be played at neutral grounds. You know, obviously uh, in that way. So the home team who's playing at home doesn't haven't got home. You know, they're not the favourites because they're at no, home. No. Just play at neutral grounds. Um, <coughs> also, I think, um, to be honest with you, banging at my bedroom window. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, 
I mean, they can even quite easily change the rules in this cup. I mean, anybody from the from the lower leagues, say from the Premier League, from from twentieth, from relegation up to say tenth, can just enter in that um, cup. Yeah, and the, the ones above tenth, obviously, you know, um, you've got a chance of getting it. You know, getting into Europe, obviously, uh, doing well and fighting in the league. Um, mm. I mean, you know, you could you could change the rules in that sort of thing. So obviously, it's not too many players playing so many games like what we what we've been on about you know what the stream's about so you know i mean I, I think that might be a better idea actually and it gives a chance of a lower team to actually progress to win a trophy and like what brad said earlier um go into you know like a team like um i don't know let's say if a team like a brighton won it or something like that and see what yeah. they can do and what they can achieve in europe as well it's just giving it, other teams opportunities yeah no it's a good point and brad i mean it was one that was made I don't know if it was made earlier, but it's certainly been said to me, is that if you're in Europe, you don't take part in the Littlewoods, Milk, Humphrey, Coca-Cola, Worthington, Daiquiri, whatever cup they want to call it. It's, it's you know, like you say, so maybe from eighth downwards, because you haven't got the European games. Well, so you can... I mean, would make, it would make for sense if you said, look, you've already got it this year. Mm. If you want to be in it next year, then you have to match your league's rules and regulations for the place that you've got to finish in it. And you, you could do it that way. You could cut the entry off at, at, at the same point as you do in the league. Go, okay, congratulations for that. You don't enter until round three or round four, which is obviously what they do to a point. But if you do it in a collective and go, well, no, you just don't come to it at all. Like you said, instead of having... Because I, I believe in your first... You know, I know in the championship, don't you? You play round one and two, don't you? And I think Premiership. Do they come in at round two as well? If they're not in your, they, they come in. They're still coming. It's seven games. You're still coming early. I, I honestly yeah, think so, that if you've got Europe, you why don't need it. at all, basically. I, I, I would know? be. I would be on the idea of that because it it has become a mundane club, and 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 as much as. A, you know, I praise winning silverware being yeah, silverware. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Man City, unfortunately, being a dominant force for that cup that they have until this season, did make a bit of a mockery of it. And, you know, fair play to them. They took it serious enough to make sure they were always dominant force in it and, and always winning it. Again, like I said, until this, you know, until this season. But, you know, that's just a serial mentality of trying to keep a, a winning mentality. But, you know... If you say you don't need to be in it and you say, congratulations, your reward for being good enough is European football and you don't have to yeah. qualify again, you know, you've got a free qualification or whatever for next year's one and you're kind of all right as long as you make the spot in your top eight of your league. If you're top eight, you're in Europe. No, yeah. sorry, well, top seven it is at the moment. No, no, because let's say we get that extra place back in the league. So top eight, you're in Europe, nine and down. You in the in the Littlewoods card, card, whatever cup you want to be in. Um, yeah. I mean, Anthony. The other thing as well is, I mean, all these extra games, fans are getting fed up with watching. I mean, when when you look at, I went to the Community Shield at Wembley, and the Leicester side was packed out because we we don't get to Wembley that often. No, Man City, 
half. I mean, all right, you, you joke about the empty ad, but this was a major cup final. Well, I say it's not. It's not seen as a major cup final because of what it is. Maybe they need to do. Maybe they seriously need to rebrand it as the English Super Cup to create a little bit of interest in it. But the the, the Man City end was half empty, and and it wasn't even a full open Wembley for that. You know, still most of it was still stripped down yeah. because the fans knew. Because he'd said in advance, Pep, that he was going to be playing a lot of youngsters because of all the extra games. But there were youngsters out, and I'd be saying, "Well, why am I paying to go down and just watch the youngsters?" And, and did you get that at Arsenal when you used to put all the youngsters out, like we said before? Do you know what I mean? The only time that Arsene Wenger would put the youngsters out was obviously, as you we know, it was in the um, well, obviously the Coca-Cola Cup back then, hmm. and also it was like certain games within the FA Cup if we were playing lower league opposition. But yeah. in the Community Shield, it was always rotated between obviously your first team players and the players you had on the bench uh, come in, like you know, and maybe what a, a, a for one... those games, but for those games where you did have the youth players in there. Would you have? But would you have gone and supported them? Would you have paid to go all the way down to London to see no. um, you, no. you youth players in a? No, exactly. So no, the, the no, you wouldn't. You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't at all. No. When no. you when you see an Arsenal play, you want to put. When you play the money, you want to see like the likes of back then. You know, you, you your Thierry Henrys, your Patrick Vieiras, and and you mm. know your Freddie Lundbergs and Burkamps and that. That's the, that's the sort of players you want to um, pay and go and watch. Yeah, but yeah. To be honest with you, I I think with Wenger, he um, he, he just done it. I think the fans. I to be honest with you, you you look at um when you when you know it's going to be players like this and that. I mean, I mean, what's your capacity at Leicester? Is it like thirty thousand? Thirty two, isn't it? it was damn thirty two. Yeah. Okay. Brad so knows because he got the question in the quiz. What is it, Brad? Shut up! Shut up! No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but. but Trouble is though, when you knew that that's going to happen, you're not going to get it all sell out. You 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 you'd be you'd be tying up with the away fans, you know, or you just have a bit more with it when the away fans come in. So you know you don't really want to pay to see your reserve players. No, you don't. You don't. Um, and going on then that leads me very nicely. And Brad's just um having having a uh, well, he's watering the plants. It moves me on to the FA Cup now. <sighs> Should we, because I say there, we should be banning uh, replays. You know, people will say, let, let's say, for example, um, uh, I, what, what, pick, I don't know, pick me a team. Carlisle, Chris Walsh was in earlier. Carlisle. Carlisle get a draw. Oh, Man United are coming down to play us or coming up yeah. to play them. The chances that Carlisle are going to put, uh, Manchester United are going to put out a second string team, mm. you'd put you could put money on it and you'd win the bet. Yeah. So all this crap where play where these teams say, oh well, we want to we want to get an away game so we can go to you know we can if we draw that game we'll get an away game at Old Trafford. Bollocks! Because like you know you're not you mean again you'd be lucky if they to put the the full team out. Yeah. Um, and surely, let's say for example. You somehow, and it happens in the FA Cup, Carlisle, which isn't, you know, the the best stadium, no disrespect, Chris. Um, And they manage to hold on and get out. A lot of teams do. You know, you always see the the Premier League teams coming back in like the 94th, 95th minute. 
if they can hold on and win it or even win it on penalties, okay, so you haven't got that return leg to Man United, but you've got further in the cup, so you're going to get more money. And yeah. the chances are that you're going to get another team from the first, uh, from the Premier League or the second tier. So should we be getting rid of replays in the um, in the in the FA Cup? Yeah, I do, I do. It's like what we're saying is it's extra games. You know, you're playing at home, then you draw, then you got to go and play at the other team's ground. You know, do you know what I'm saying? So I think the best thing to do is obviously play your ninety minutes, your extra times, and then your penalty shootouts. Get it over and done with on the night. And it's like with other things as well. It's like, this is why sometimes these lower league teams are knocking out the Premier League's teams out of the FA Cup because they feel like they don't want to put their full 11 out, you know, their best 11. Mm-hmm. You know, they might turn around and say, all oh, right, we'll have three or four t- uh, first team players and then the rest, we'll just fill, pack out with youth, you know, and give them a game and run around and get a bit of experience. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it never it never works like that because you're playing up against, even though they're lower leagues than you, you're playing against their first 11. So, you know, it, it makes it more harder for the other, t- for the top team to beat yeah. them in one way. So th- this is why, you know, I mean, I, that's why I never bet on the FA Cup. Because I always oh, end up... According to your brother, you won't pay £5 <laughs> to go watch Bristol City either. <laughs> well, no, that's why... <laughs> but the best thing that we do Bristol City... Pounds to watch Bristol City. Bloody hell, that's a, that's a rip-off, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's £35 a ticket, and then God knows what else. Depending yeah. on where you sit. But... In all fairness, it's like when we were in the uh, Carabao Cup in um, Bristol City, uh, not take Man United. You know that was that that was good, and they did. And believe it or not, Man United they had their first team um, down there mm. that time. That, that was when Slatan played for them up front, Pogba yeah. midfield, and Brashford out on the wing, and that too. So, you know, they, but we do that as was, well. I mean, Brad, when when we won one year, we beat Man United on the way. Uh, I'm I think you're not sure which which because we were in three finals but when O'Neill was here. But, you know, that included, I think there's only like Roy Keane and Giggs from the first team that were in there. I mean, it was one of the few games that Jordi Cruyff actually managed to put his boots on for. But again, do you do you see what I'm saying in the fact of, you know, if, if somebody was to beat, I say, Carlisle were to meet Burnley, they got past Burnley, Okay, they don't get the, the funds as Richard says there, they get the funds from the away leg, but they get bigger funds from probably getting it might be getting a bigger club in the next round. Mm. And how That's... many times though, as well, it is purely money because how many times have you seen a lower league club do well against a, a, a higher placed team only to go to the replay and the higher placed team goes, Oh shit, we're in the mire here. Um, you know, Halifax Town of Old Man United, they then put out <laughs> their best players and stuff from five or six nil. That's not the uh, the joy of being in the FA Cup, is it? Well, it's the joy of the FA Cup, though, isn't it? When an underdog holds a big team or knocks them out and does the shot. But actually, first of all, I want to correct you on a few things because there was a few more first-team players in that Manchester United uh, game. I know exactly which one you're on about. I know exactly the run of the season we had then. That was Coca-Cola Cup, one that we went on to beat Middlesbrough over two, over two games. Uh, and that was a very good, very good day. But I can understand the idea behind scrapping replays. 
And all you need to do is financially structure the game better mm. so that these clubs get their games at their home ground or at Old Trafford and they get the chance to cause the upset. And if they do it, they reap a better, bigger benefit because the prize pool, I think you need to inject that into it. As uh, you know, as silly as it sounds, you put a bit more emphasis on the cup and it soon becomes a lot more relevant to, to clubs again. You know, I'm not saying you have to match the prize pool of um, the FA Cup, and I'm not saying you have to match, you know, its pristine of what it rewards. You don't have to try and trump it in that sense. You can still have a good, successful cup with what it offers right now to clubs. But if you give them that incentive and say, okay, why not scrap extra time as well? Why not scrap extra time as well? We've got five subs now. So why do you need an extra 30 minutes? To, 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 go straight to penalties. Go straight to penalties. The lottery, mm. you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea. And it's not the, you know, it's a lottery in a sense of that, but it's less chance of an injury. You're taking a penalty straight afterwards. And if you've drawn one all, you know, and you've managed to do it in 90 minutes, mm. you know, maybe get the incentive to get it done in the 90 minutes and not go to penalties. Mm. Or, or something done financially would really help that situation. Otherwise, mm. the financial gap they miss out on by not, you know, going to what? Imagine going to, you know, drawing one all, and then losing on penalties, and because you're not gaining anything extra, you then realise, you know, instead you're thinking, mm. oh, well, imagine if we'd be able to get the away day thing by taking ten thousand and getting a bit of a cut by taking them to Old Trafford or whatever, and having a day of I it. Just you think, know, I just think, and I'm, I'm going to come counter that argument in a minute, uh, Brad. Yeah. Um, argument, discussion, I should say, debate. Uh, Richard, yeah. keep the two legs of. Old-fashioned romance of the FA Cup. I can never remember when they did two legs in the FA Cup. <laughs> you might be remembering going further back than me. Two legs was in the Coca in the Coca-Cola credit card milk trophy, whatever. No, we we we, um, the... we got knocked out by Chelsea in the FA Cup for a replay. We were two 0 down. Yeah, replay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not yeah, the replay. Replay. Yeah. Yeah, really. So, is that why I said if you go, if you're playing every, if you go to the game on Saturday and you're watching it, if they're going to put the game, you know, in the midweek, you think, like, bloody hell, I can't go to that because I got to get up early for work the next morning. You you know, you're you're not going to go to it. But it's like what I said. I mean, you you look it back. I mean, this, you've got yourself, you've got Brad, you've got me here. What was the FA Cup like for us last season? We both got knocked out by Nottingham Forest. Well, exactly. Now, you got knocked nope. out. That was going to be my argument back there, is that you got knocked out by Nottingham Forest. The, the, yep. I have to say that three or four times because you did it before we did it. Would What would Forest sooner have done, right? And this is where the, we could, we're, I'm not talking Coca-Cola Cup, Caribou Cup. It's a load of shit. Dump it. I'm talking about the FA Cup here, which you don't mess about with because it is the FA Cup. I don't even think it should be sponsored, but there we go. What would Nottingham Forest sooner have had, guys? Would they have sooner drew with Arsenal? Or I don't know. Did they play at your place or did they play at Forest? That Forest, wasn't it? Forest. So would they sooner have drawn that game, gone to Arsenal? I had a lovely day out in London. Bought the missus a little present from Harrods, a little key ring or something from Harrods. I'd you know gone and seen the the palace and got stuffed and lost the second, less lost that replay because Arteta realised well I've got to put better players out, play better tactics. Or with the magic of the FA Cup, would they sooner have knocked out um, Arsenal in that one round? 
and then get the chance to play Leicester in the next round. Well, and then they knock Leicester out, and then they get onto the, you know, get onto the third. So they're actually getting more money and enjoying more magic because they're getting more gains out of it, rather than a, yeah. than a replay, Brad. I mean, yeah, I, I see it. But again, I just refer it back to the, that statement. It needs to come with financial structure because it makes sense as an idea that, you know, you're avoiding the potential of adding on a game just by a game going to a one or draw and it, or a draw of any kind. And, and then you've got another game to their schedules. I'm sure you're right. You'd rather have it one and done on the night than have to do another one from a professional stance. I'm sure you would. Yeah. But from, from a perspective, I mean, there's other ways to go about it. I mean, I've seen it recently with, you know, with cricket, with with the Test Series in New Zealand, where where the grounds, and I know it wouldn't be probably plausible or right to do the football. I don't know if they'd be able to do it. But they allowed the fifth day because it was on like a weekday and they knew they weren't going to be able to get the crowds in as it was at the match day price. They made, and then, you know, obviously they've had four days making money, but they made the fifth day completely free. All you had to do was go online, purchase, you know, actually like do a, Get the ticket, but and then it's still, it's still not helping if, if you're letting fans no, in. I'm not saying it's still not helping the number of games that they're playing. Yeah, I know, but what I'm saying is, if you want to make that competition get more, generate more income, because maybe that's what they base it off. Maybe they go, well, the fans aren't turning up for it, so there's no point to put the incentive out of the prize pool. But maybe if you turn around and say, because I remember Friday night football, Chris, family night football that Leicester used to have. I don't know yeah, if you, yeah. you remember, I think you brought it before. I don't know if Arsenal ever had it. Uh, Anthony, if you remember it for yourselves, but that no, used to we, be like we got, we got it this season. Our first game is um, Friday no, night. Um, sorry, he said Friday, but I think he means family night. Yeah, yeah. family night. Yeah. That wasn't. Oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I I knew it was one of the. I knew it was NFF. That's what I remember. It was yeah, family yeah. In fact, uh, a friend of the station, Barry Pierpoint, ex-director, brought that in. Oh, did he? Wow. Well, there you go. That's that's news to me. But yeah. I think tickets were either free for a certain, under a certain age, you know, like a season ticket can used to be or can be. I don't know. I've not had one in a while, I'll be honest. But mm. the prices were very cheap. You could take, you know, it was on a school night, go to watch football sort of thing, because obviously it was watching the reserve sort of thing, which is pretty much yeah. what, it, what that was. Because you don't entail that in for the cow. I could get the crowds up and then maybe that's what you get in response to it. You get a bigger incentive as a football. I still I still come back. I mean, yes, I get what you're saying about the family night football, but that wasn't first team games. But, that was boosting the reserves up, etc. But Anthony, I mean, it is still, like you say, the number of games. And if you've got, I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs. There's a lot of people getting the jobs back, etc. I had to get rid of my... Um, uh, season ticket because I'm out of work I can't afford it I paid for a membership which allows me to apply for tickets and I got an email through today saying that as a member I can actually apply for the Brentford tickets but I've got to look at the fact of what it costs to go up what it yeah. costs to, to to park the food on the way and all the time I can't afford that to be honest with you it's not just about buying the ticket um, and if that was a Caribou Cup game, I would I would have just deleted it straight away because to me, I, I wouldn't go all that way. Like I say, for the, what is a second-rate competition, if it was an FA Cup, fine, you know, I say fine, but an FA Cup further down the line or a European match, we're talking different things. And I think people have got to watch the money now. And it, you know, Arsenal—it's not cheap to go and see Arsenal, is it? 
No, it's not going cheap to watch Arsenal at all now. I think the cheapest... is it the most expensive in London, or did I hear that? Or in the league, did I hear? No, it is. It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I mean, I mean, the cheapest seat um, for an adult. I think you're talking around about. I think it's fifty, sixty quid, hmm. and that's right. That's 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 at the back of the state, hmm. like far out. You know, in the, one of the, the corners. So basically, what I'm saying is, for the price of that, you're sitting in a crap. You know, a crap seat in a crap part of the stadium to watch mm. the game. You know, but it's like what I said. It's just, but yeah, what you said as well. It's like the people obviously losing jobs and this and that. I mean, away. I mean, blimey, you, you got to have at least just over a hundred pound in your back pocket to travel. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And your food and your and your travel. You know, a return. You know, whatever it is you're getting, whether it's a a buddy a, a bus, a tap, a train, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just full on all the time, and that's how people... how Man United fans can afford it because none of them live in Manchester. They must be on some good money, the Man United fans. <laughs> that's all I can say. I'll, I'll it... be honest, with you, I don't, I don't know how clubs like Manchester United and Arsenal have the brass cheek to charge what they charge for a season ticket with it, with with what they've been displaying in terms of footballing quality over the last two years, and that comes with a bit of tongue cheek as a dig, obviously because I've got an Arsenal fan on it. But yeah. it is, you can not say it's true in terms of where you were as a club and, and I, you know, I'm slight, you know, sting in a tail there, but, you know, from where you were as a club to where you are now, do you, you know, you pay for your quality, at least with, at least yeah. from my experience, I and mean, it has been a while since I had a season ticket and I, and I know for a fact that Apple froze their prices for many years and only put up 20 quid. I would at least say, if nothing else on my club, you get your value for what you pay your season team yeah. it feels like in terms of what we do feels like Arsenal and Spurs and teams like that who aren't being that successful and aren't seeing great times are getting charged more for punishment and you know that's that's a different side of this argument altogether isn't it in, 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 well, argument mm. debate in, in terms of from a different angle of it and I, I, I think realistically I mean one thing you could do as well is make make every home game or every home cup game eligible for season ticket holders Maybe you should actually not pay until you leave the ground after the game, and the amount you pay depends on how many goals you scored. And if you were <laughs> the price for a loss, a price for a draw, and a price for a win, and then a bonus oh, if you get over three goals. No, you, no. you joke, but the the, the, the the one once great Jock Wallace when we were in, when he got us promoted to the first division. I don't know if you remember this at all, uh, uh, Brad. But he actually suggested that you got so many points for the first half and so many points for the second because we were always either ahead or drawing for <laughs> half time. But because we were so new and a young team, we always ended up losing in the second half. That was one, not one of his better ideas, I don't think. You know, no, but... no, 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 not not so, not so much the better idea there. It's like it's. It's like I think it was tried in Japan. The idea was that if the game ended in a draw, you had a penalty shootout, and whoever won got an extra point for it. I did. Some things are best left not being tampered didn't, with. I think the Americans been. tried something similar as well, didn't they? Well, they used to take penalties the way they do in hockey, didn't they? In, in yes, hockey, they, they start with a point and a halfway line, and they yeah, do it. And it yeah, that's, that's right. Yes, they did indeed. They did indeed. And that and was I, very I, I just think as well, as well as. The, you know, the fact, I mean, how many times did we see, and I'm sure this has happened to you as well, Anthony, but how many times did we see Leicester players last season go away and play for the national team and come back injured? 
well, it was quite a lot. Yeah, we had. I'll be honest with you. I can. I can. I can vouch for Leicester here because I mean, it's like what we said. We said at the beginning of this stream, wasn't it? You've got a twenty-five man team, and let's be honest, out of twenty-five players, Leicester had fourteen injured players last season. Right. Mm. So you would you take that? How many? I think all in two. I think was it fourteen you had? Fourteen. Well, fourteen. Yeah, four zero. Was it? Yep. Oh, I thought it was 14. We had nine defenders injured throughout the season. Oh, but yeah, well, that, in that case, then it's like what I said. I mean, with that, I mean, what could have Brendan Rodgers done? I mean, obviously, youth was coming in. You had to take one player out of their position, what they were playing, swap him in with this one, and, and play different formations in that. So, this is what I'm saying. So, you can understand why, in all fairness, but there was a lot of. Um, Stuff on Brendan yeah. Rogers' uh, his shoulders, and I, I couldn't believe it when I heard that Leicester um, City fans uh, wanted him out, wanted him gone at one time. Well, that's that's another again, that's another story. Story, I yeah. I think for me, we are playing too many games. You know, we we and a for the players' sake, and also b for the fans sake you know everything's more expensive i mean i i ordered the first shirt to the new shirt today i did it on pre-order and with just without any logos on or numbers or letters it was 63 pounds and i've only been able to afford it because somebody had got me a a, a 50 pound voucher for father's day so it, it wasn't doesn't costing me that much but everything's so expensive so fans could probably do with less games as well yeah, yeah. And, and i just think it won't happen i can no. never see it happening because brad money talks it's all about money isn't it it doesn't matter yeah. that you know england haven't got any players fit because they're playing too many games and they're getting injured you know we lost Two and drew two. We didn't win one of those four nation league games. But it was at the end of the bloody season. And I suppose the argument is when it was the same for Italy, Germany, and Hungary. Well, I mean, yeah, but them countries also have their winter breaks, don't they? And I, I still reiterate that. Yes, the idea about replays and. and 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 that is is definitely one that I I'd be fine with. Just, I think you've got to trim it. I think you've just got to realise the logic, like you said about, you know, should you really as a club get rewarded with even more games that have no bearing on you? Like you said, the, the, the FA Cup longest running cup in history. It's very well glamorised. Everybody wants to win it. You know, yeah. You know, if you pull off a miracle in, in that, which we've seen over the years, we've seen teams lift it. We were one of them to finally lift it. Took the struggles. You know, all sorts of teams have tried to win that thing, that competition. But if you maybe do some of the tweaks that have been suggested today, and some of the things that have been put out, I, I don't think you're playing enough games. I think it's the I still think it's the compactness, and that's because money talks. Because yeah. you can put any old football game on the telly, and people will watch it. But here's it was just some someone put the idea out earlier. I can't but can't remember if it was yourself. I think it might have been you or Anthony that, that put this out. But here's an idea of the way they could work it around without giving the burnout to 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 just the male side of the sports. We keep talking about it, but why don't we start again putting more emphasis on a women's game? I mean, yeah. you know, 
yes, we're starting to see them play more. They're starting to have their own tournaments, and, and mm. it's the same as the men's game. But you know, and it's comparison to other sports. The, the, the women's played, you know, played play their tournament. Why aren't we saying to the guys? You know, Anthony, you talked about the Nations League. You know, filling that void of football. Well, why don't you kind of alternate it between the men and women? So why don't we have the men's Euros follow? You know, one year and next year we'll get the women's Euros and, and do it that way. That way we're not getting football. We're getting expanding horizons of football. And those that are a bit, maybe a bit mm, about it and still in that old dark age, if you want to call it, of women playing football and whatnot, see a bit more of it and actually think, you know what, this is good and it becomes good for the football because they get their rotations in the way they, you know, they, they want to do it for the sport. We get more of it. You know as I mean? a club, uh, sorry, as a club, as a channel, I'm actually covering the the women's Euros. Um, we're going to be we do the show next Tuesday, I think it is. With um, we're going to be doing um, a prediction show with with Lou, who who follows Leicester women's football. We're then going to be doing all the England games, and I know there's a lot of other channels out there that are also covering it. So I think it is it is you're quite right. It's getting the exposure. I mean, FIFA want. Was it was it every two years they wanted the um, FA the the World Cup? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like and they want to expand it to even more teams. You know, I mean, it's just getting to the point where yeah. you're just going to players are going to be sort of knackered and they're going to be finishing the career because of injuries when they're sort of twenty five. It's getting yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Every two years, players it. are just going to burn yeah. themselves. Right? Yeah. There's going, to be, there's going to become a generation where we're all sat down telling younger generations, you know, the next generation and the generation after are going to get told about players like Alan Shearer and Paul Scholes who retired at 28, and they're going to go, God, they played football until they were that old. They're not even going to realise about guys like Vardy and Ronaldo playing into the late 30s. They're going to find that a yeah. cool. They're going, to, they're going to nearly keel over themselves and get a generation yeah. even younger. There's a good point you mentioned there. Shearer and Vardy, they both um, gave up international football to extend their club football, didn't they, Anthony? Yeah, they did, yeah. And you look at it now, I mean, we're, we're seeing about too many games, players playing too many games, getting burnt out. Now, let's, let's have a look. Let's take one player in a co- uh, coincidence here. Michael Owen from Liverpool. Now, where he played, it was very rare. He was been uh, injured for Liverpool, so he was playing almost every single league game, Champions League game, FA Cups, and all this and that. Towards his, the end of his Liverpool, well, towards the, well, the end when he played for Liverpool, he got burnt out, and then that's why they sold into Real Madrid. And then he had a very poor season, uh, one or two seasons, whatever it was, in, in over in Spain, and then came back over here when he played for Newcastle. And um, to be honest with you, he didn't really hit off at Newcastle, did he? Because, I mean, Shearer was still there playing at that time. And it was all these games he was playing, he was just burnt out. He, he couldn't keep up. And then it was Manchester United. Then I think, was it Stoke, his last team he played for? Yeah. I, no, do not no, talk no. to me. It was, it was just that, you know, it was just that. I mean, all these good players we've had and they've all got burnt out all over the years, that sort of thing, you know. I mean, people do need a rest and everybody's different. Everybody's body works different each way or whatever it is you want to do. But, I mean, to be honest with you, 
you've got to have, if you're going to play more games, the, the quantity of the teams they said is 25 man uh, per team. You've got to up that. You've got to up mm. it. And you, you, you've got to. It gives youth a chance to come in, get a play, um, you know, get a few games under their belts as well. And it takes the, um, the pressure off the first team players as well. Yeah. So Richard, your brother says there, and I was watching it early before we started live, uh, and actually Israel, who did very well to get to the final, the first sort of non-big club or, or country or whatever they were calling it to get to a final, actually went 1-0 up. So congratulations to England under-19 for winning yeah. it 3-1. Um, James says the, sponsor, the expansion of the UCL is also ridiculous uh, in the next few years. Uh, also, BBC have got the rights to show highlights of the Champions League. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and um, remember Arsene Wenger's suggestion of a World Cup in every two years? Oh, it was, oh, it was Mr. Wenger, was it? It was Wenger, <laughs> yeah. It was it Arsene Wenger. He, 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 and the next stupid thing he said was seeing a top four as a trophy. Do you remember when he came out and said that? Well, was it that? Was he still manager at Arsenal then? And only yes, he was. Yes, yes, because <laughs> yes, yeah, that, that was when he it. it was the Champions League then, wasn't it? Because it used to be the top yeah. two, then top three, now top four. But Brad, we are expanding and expanding. Actually, World Cup's going to be expanding. Champions League's going to be expanding. It, it is getting to the point of, like we say, we're going to have burnout with clubs. And are we going to see maybe like the leagues, like the Premier League? Go down like Scotland to twelve clubs or something. To... <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, no, because no, there's you know. No, I'm not saying it. I want that. I'm just saying was is that is that an option that this will lead to? No, no, no. Don't say it. Stop saying it because they'll eventually hear it. Chris, stop saying it. It's conspiracy. <laughs> I don't um, want it. I don't want it honestly. <laughs> no, and uh, no. But the thing is, the sad thing is, you actually make yeah. a really valid point. You think they've already tried to do the Super League? So what if the next attempt they try to do is to split? Split the English league and you know into four and do it the way they do it over there and got no those don't don't even fathom the idea if you if you're somehow listening to this and thinking that's a great no it's not do not do it no no no, no. no. I, I I I I definitely uh, definitely agree guys it's been another interesting one. I, th I did wonder if we'd be able to sort of speak for half an hour on this one, but we've actually spoken for nearly an hour and a half. So it, I think, the, I think the basically thing is that as long as money is in rules football, that we're just going to see more and more games, and yeah. Um, uh, yeah. and we've given them a lot of options. We've given them let's get rid of this cup, let's get rid of um, replays, let's have bigger squads, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We know none of it will be listened to. So, unfortunately, unfortunately. Um, but good luck to the women next week. Well done, like I say, to England under-19s tonight in winning that. Um, guys, thank you both for coming on. Uh, Anthony, uh, give us a shout-out of where people, um, again, can find you. Your details are below uh, in the YouTube description, but just give a shout-out where people can, can find you. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My name is Anthony Herbert. You can also find me on SVT TV, Football United TV, and also on Lesser to I Die on this one. Brilliant. And I apologise to anybody who wasn't expecting that full full screen version of Anthony there. And if, uh, if he's made you feel ill, I am covered by a solicitor. <laughs> Anthony, thanks very much, <laughs> mate. Take care. Speak to you soon. I'll see you, Chris. See you, Brad. Bye, mate. Oh, Brad. 
where can people find you? Uh, they can find me mainly here, but they can actually find me on Twitter uh, at Full Time Focus, and they can find me where I run the YouTube channel, A Matter of Opinion. Like I said, go on Twitter at Full Time Focus. Give me a follow; you'll find the link to it there. And there's loads of great sporting um, shows on there, as well as other things. Uh, Chris has joined me a few times on there, but yeah, that's where you'll find me, mate, on Twitter and here, and and my, and my YouTube as well. Cheers for that, and thanks for having me on. Enjoyed the show. All, all, all the Christians that are watching were probably very pleased that they could see you full full page there. Thank you, my son. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some wine in a minute. Bugger the biscuit. I'm just going to go straight for the wine. Um, thanks very much, mate. Good luck with your channel. Uh, is it so the next one you're doing is again, is, a, is another conspiracy theory, is it? Uh, no, that is one that is in the pipeline. I've written down as an idea. Well, I, it's a show that will be happening. It will be a one. If anyone's interested, uh, I have uh, – the next one I'm doing, actually, because I did say I'm doing a sports one, is going to be discussing sports around the world. It's going to be talking about sports maybe people don't know about. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the big franchise sports, obviously like baseball, uh, the NFL and all that. That's obviously in America, so there'll be a part They have a World Series, thing. don't they? Well, they do. They literally do. We're talking about stuff like that. Um, the funny thing is, Brad, I actually, um, as you know, I, I refuse to pay for Sky now, so I have a fire, I have a fire stick. And yeah. the, the channels that you get, certain sporting channels you get actually come over from Ireland. And yeah. I hope you are going to include, because they have this funny thing with where they scoop the ball up and run with it and they have to flick it over the net or something. Yeah, I know, I know the sports, man. I know the sports out there. Uh, I, I lived in Ireland for a bit. I was, uh, um, I was introduced to them sports out there. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. I apologize to any Irish that uh watching. Richard says, uh, full screen of Anthony, seven years bad luck. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't want to tell him that, did we? <laughs> He's, uh, go on, I'll let you come back to that. <laughs> what are you going to say to him? <laughs> you one of those, are you? <laughs> oh, brotherly love. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. We'll speak soon. Take care. Um, thanks very much. Take care, mate. Cheers. Oh, I always forget that I'm start I used to always start all my shows at seven. Now I'm starting them all at nine, so it's going on a bit longer. Thanks, everybody, for joining in. Um, thanks to Richard, uh, to James. Uh, Nippon popped in at the end there. Um, who else do we have in the chat? Um, David earlier was in. Thank you very much, young man, for coming in. Um, Chris Welsh popped in. Thank you very much. And David, thank you very all very much. Static was in as well. Thank you all very much. And Terry popped in. Thank you so much for, for joining us because I say we're, we're still talk. We probably still have these conversations with nobody was, you know, what those old, old, old people are like. They're just talking about football and we're here three days later still talking. Um, but thank you very much. I'm going to ask you to do one thing. As I did at the start, would you please support those companies that support this station. Leicester lead again! The goals are flowing here now! The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website.
Indeed, and don't forget that if you can support them, that is freeretro.com for your best retro shirts, club and country. I've uh, got a lot of Admiral stuff on there. They were the best. It was a shame they went out of business. They were the best. Introchamp.com, $6 for your intro and outro videos. Um, about about uh, $4.95. It is really good value for a video. 10% discount at faithfulgrips.co.uk if you want any um, gamer accessories, PlayStation, Xbox, uh, for your controllers, your buttons, your leads, anything like that. Quote the reference that is in the description below on YouTube, and you'll get 10% off. And it costs 5% if you go to the, if you are a gold member, if you sign up to be a gold member, you get 5% off at lestertillidie.com forward slash shop on all our merchandise. Guys, thank you very much. We're going to be back on Sunday uh, at um, nine o'clock, I think it is on Sunday. And we're going to be talking wages, and we're going to be looking at some of the wages that the players are on, and we're going to be looking at um, general things. And we've got a gentleman who contacted me saying, like, he wants to sort of talk and ask a lot of questions about Leicester. So that could be interesting. Nine o'clock on Sunday. I will see you then. Have a good weekend. Take care. Stay safe. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.